My name is Aram. I'm the Dungeon Master for God's Fall, and welcome back for episode 31 as we meet our newest character, a wild elf named Rena. We bet you're pretty eager to get to this episode, but before we do, we have two quick shout-outs. The first one to our good friends at Battle Bar. BattleBards creates unparalleled audio for all of your RPG tabletop needs, and this week we are continuing to showcase some of their brand new soundtracks. They have original weapon sounds, spell sounds like disintegration, soundscapes for traps and other mechanical creations, complete scripts to spice up all of your NPCs. These here are the finest weapons ever wrought by mortal hands. Even the earth-shaking roar of a massive beast. So if you want your game to sound as good as God's Fall, check out BattleBards.com. We bet a lot of you are wondering what happened to Doriel Nod after he teleported the ship at the end of Season 1 and then vanished. You can find out on How We Roll. As you teleport the immense ship, your awareness blends into crystalline fractals that spiral out into a multi-dimensional tunnel of shining white light. A myriad of transforming shapes fly through you, ripping apart the very fabric of space-time, forming whirling images in abnormal, impossible Euclidean angles. And we'll post links for that episode in the notes of our own. So without further ado, let's get to the show. How about this? Let's do this. Uh, my name is, and I'm playing... Okay, how this... do you want to say her name, by the way? How, how, well, it's your character. How are you saying it's, it? Uh, I was going with Rena Falaval, but... Okay, Rena Falaval, uh, then. Perfect. Okay. I just, like, I was like, I don't know if this is how... Because it's Elfie. Hi, my name's Kelly, and I play Rena Falaval, a level four wild elf ranger. You have been training okay. for the better part of two years uh, to be this... Basically, I mean... This you've 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 you spent levels one through f four uh -huh. training specifically for this task uh, right. as as an elf, especially as a wild elf, <laughs> and you you would years spent doing something like we would do basic training for two to four months. They're doing basic training for th for three years because elves look at things in a much right. larger time scale. Yeah. So you've been so Automil's been sponsoring you for mm -hmm. this. He chose you. Uh, you've known each other since you were younger. You're a cousin of his. So there was some relation there, and he picked you out very young, the equivalent of about 12, mm -hmm. in order to start training to be one of the guardians. At the time, he was not aware that, well, he wasn't aware that he was mm -hmm. uh, divinely enhanced, much less you, right. okay? You started trading. He saw a spark of this emerge from you. He took you to Hagent. I was older. <laughs> Despite what she told the other players, mm -hmm. she actually showed you a bit of magic. Now, you weren't magically capable, so she was confused at first as to what was happening, but then realized that there was this connection to the old gods. Yours happened before Ademiel's did. Uh -huh. Okay, so you were revealed before him. There was something about that that made you feel incredibly special. And also there was something that Haggett seemed to underline because she could, even afterwards when Ademil's uh, divinity was, sh was revealed, he was always treated a little differently than Haggett. Haggett loves him and they're very, very close, but she never protected him mm -hmm. the way that she protected you. And he was the same way. Even when the players came to visit and everyone in the village heard about these characters who were attached to the old gods, they kept you away. They, you know, they told you, you cannot be seen right. by these 
by these people. And you hid, and right. you kind of looked out <laughs> through the window. Exactly. And you, <laughs> Come yeah. on, I just want to peek. <laughs> you watched them all train. You watched them go through everything. Right. You watched Hagen push Doro off. off the edge. Yeah. And for <laughs> a second there, you're like, and then, you know, he was fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so you've been watching all of this. Now, about uh, on the 1st of um, Ion, which is uh, the equivalent of December okay. here. So the 1st of Ion, or I think it actually might be January. <laughs> no, it's December. So the 1st of the equivalent of December. Yeah. You have embarked on your final uh, guardianship test. You are in a group with Sebu, who you've probably heard in the, in the podcast earlier. Yeah. Sebu and Yeva. You are part of a three-person team tasked with hunting down and killing a Yeti, returning with its hide and horns as proof. The Yeti were once kept in check by the dwarves of Pilar. After they fell along with much of the world following the gods' war, the white-faced beast quickly occupied much of the snow-capped spine of the world. Every winter, as blankets of snow filters down onto the floor of the ironwood, they venture forth in search of their favorite delicacy, wild elf meat. And one of the things that the Guardians do is help control this population of Yeti. You're not looking to exterminate them. You understand that they exist and that they're right. creatures, but... You want them to fuck out of your forest because they right. tend to eat you. So you are on a three-person hunt looking for this Yeti. Mm -hmm. uh, current, current, currently, Yeva is taking point, and you and Sebu are in the back. Sebu and Adamil have never been friends. They have never gotten along. But and cousins. Well, Sebu and Adamil are cousins, too. And Adamil has picked over Sebu a couple times mm -hmm. for sponsorship. He's, he never did a sponsor him. So Sebu had to get a sponsorship through a different elf, through a right. different guardian. And he's not pleased. He's been picked <laughs> over. And frankly, he doesn't like you too much either. You know, sibling, nope. sibling rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sibling so rivalry. And also, you know, he's older, right. you know, and he's got more of a traditionalist stance. Um, so he believes that, you know, he's older, he's first, right. he's a dude. There's, yeah. all, there's a lot, a there's lot, a lot of going for him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, at least in his mind, mm -hmm. you know. Your character, as the audience is now gonna find out, is a wild elf attached to the god of luck. Yeah. How that works in art, in, now your, your power isn't as flashy, Mm -hmm. As some of the other ones are. I right. mean, you're not going to be throwing or you're going to be hovering in midair and <laughs> creating invisible shields or teleporting from one side to the right. um, next or turning into a giant beast <laughs> or melding with a dragon yeah, turtle. That's kind of scary, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Torbic, but, you do you. <laughs> right, exactly. What you will be doing, though, is being lucky. And to represent luck, I'm looking at this kind of like the long shot model from the X Men. And that's. Frankly, I had to read, before, before your time, I, like, uh. I know. That's, I, I literally was reading that comic before you were born. But this, uh, but the, but Longshot basically was part of a very powerful X Men uh, team. There was even their teleporter was this Aboriginal who could basically swing a stick around and take them to not only any place in the world but any dimensional point throughout time and space. Very, very high-powered team. Right. And then Longshot's just this dude who's really acrobatic and bouncing around, throwing hand knives, yeah. right? But taking out a, a, a sentinel's arm because he's so damn lucky, he can throw it to pinpoint exactly where it I'll needs to go. Not being hit <laughs> because he's so goddamn lucky, he can bounce all around. Yeah. How do you represent that as mechanics in a game? You yeah. roll a 24-sided die instead of a 20-sided die. Anything 20 to 24 counts as a critical. So that happens a lot. Gives, you know, it happens instead of one out of 20 times, it happens, what is it, one out of every six. Because your luck is attached to fate, you need to pick one 24-sided die to two, two be your main, and then one as your backup. That'll be your advantage, disadvantage die. You can't swap them. You have to roll one for one, and then one if you get advantage or disadvantage. Right. Just the audience knows there is an array of dice before <laughs> Uh, Kelly right now. She has the option of two red ones, which are identical, and she knows she can't pick both of them because she can't trick me. There's a blue one, a black one, a green one, a white one, and a yellow one. These are all pretty standard dice colors. They're huge and clanky. They are huge <laughs> and clanky. You'll be hearing them a lot. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go favorite color blue. Smart. That's going to be one. And yep. then advantages and disadvantages. Um, I think we're going to go white. because that just, Cool. I don't know, sounds good. So blue all and right. white. Blue and white it, it is. 
And the other ones return. <laughs> I picked the two worst eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be funny. But no. I'll become K in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny, actually. Oh my god, please oh, no. It's, oh, it's a curse. Probably all women are cursed here. Sorry. <laughs> I'm leaving now. Right, right. <laughs> So you are in this group with these other wild elves, with Sebu and Yeva, and Yeva has taken point. You guys are walking through the woods. Sebu has been pretty quiet this entire time. Um, you've been out for two days now. Right. I've still seen nothing, but you've recently found tracks and dung, so you're pretty sure you're on the way. Sebu's like, what, what, are we, what kind of facial expression are you going to see? He's like, like upset, like to be... Sebu's got a lot of rest of resting bitch face. Yeah. Just all just like, like, what is his bitch face right always <laughs> a bad smell in yeah. the air, you know? So, that yeah. look at all yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> so that's normal for him? So I would look at him and just be like, yeah, it's just... Pretty normal yeah, for him, okay. at least for what you've seen. Right. You know, because this has been how, this is the cold shoulder you've gotten from the beginning. So you guys got to the Adung. Uh, he thinks it's due north. He's absolutely convinced that the creature must have gone north. Yeva's not so sure. Yeva thinks the creature might have gone west. Can I roll see what I think? Yeah, absolutely you can. <laughs> so am I gonna roll 24? Roll survival, survival, and yes, roll survival and roll 20. You, you rolled the 24 sided dice for everything. Okay. This is good, because I have pluses in this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 13. Yeah, you, you, you're, I mean, there's good arguments either way. You're yeah. pretty sure Yeva's right. So they like, are they bickering about this, or is this just kind of yeah, like No, a... no, they're at a, they're at a, a standoff, and are basically right. looking for you to break the tie. I'm gonna agree, Yeva. With, uh, with a Yeva. Yeva. Yeah, okay. Yeva. There we go. She smiles very slightly. Right. Because she's not a big a big fan of Seb of uh, Sebu either. <laughs> well, so we don't like him. Right? Okay, alright. He's a, so well, he's not a very likable guy. I mean, none of his friends are here, and even when you've seen his friends, he's pretty curt with them too, so you're not sure <laughs> exactly how this guy has any. But yeah, um he you know, Sebu just snarls and mm. gets back into a position Sorry. and Yeva takes up point. Okay. You guys go for another 14 minutes. She, she pauses a couple times and holds up her hand silently. You all freeze, mm -hmm. and then she waves you on, and you all move again. You do that, you do that a couple of times until you reach the edge of a clearing. <coughs> it is wide and dotted with a few large snow-capped boulders. So this is just made with this all trees. So okay. it's really, really thick with them, mm -hmm. and there's a few boulders, and just everything's just covered in a blanket of snow. So you guys are awesome. all at this entrance of the clearing. There are five large snow-capped boulders dotting the entrance. Okay. And there are tracks everywhere in this area. Very large, barefoot, obviously, yetis. Or some other large, you know, a creature that walks <laughs> with two feet. But you're all pretty sure these are yeti tracks. And they crisscross all over this area. Some of them covered almost completely in snow. Mm -hmm. Obviously older. Some of them fresh. Right. So yeah. this is like May Path-ish. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I'm just kind of... I guess waiting for her to give me some kind of explanation. Well, she's looking at you two. Mm. So she's basically like, you know, this is where, I mean, everything gets jumbled at this point. Right. We're gonna have to do some, you know, we have to explore around to, to pick up whatever the trail is out of here. Okay. Is uh, Sebu saying anything, giving anything? Nodding, nodding, nodding. I mean, he's a little quiet. He's been, yeah. re he, he's been rebuffed like, twice yeah. now, but yeah. he's, but he's, a, but he, he, I mean, there's a logical path here and he agrees. Right. I'm kind of given the sign of like, do we want to spread out? We want to look around. What so you kind of you just come like three, yeah, and then here because three cover, right? right? So three spread out, yeah, and, and they both kind of nod. All right, cool. All right, so which way do you want to start moving? Um, I want to go around the like left. Okay, so you're gonna start moving this way. Yeah. All right, she's gonna go straight in. Okay. And he'll go off to this side. Okay. All right, roll investigation. Investigation. This is another one I have things in. This is good. Seven plus two, nine. Nine, okay. <laughs> All right, so. Oh. Investigation, not so great, but whatever. All right, so you all are looking around and inspecting the area. Yeah. And you're seeing a lot of older tracks here. Okay. And you can signal that. Sebu's saying the same thing. She says she sees a pair of fresh ones moves up here, and I need a perception roll. Perception. Ooh, I got plus. I do got, you're getting everything I have plus, <laughs> man. I'm just excited. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Four plus four, eight. Oh, uh, well, you're, well you're, you're, you're in your element, but you're in your own head. Loving because, the nature around yeah, me. <laughs> everything's amazing. You're, this is the last test you need to right. really become part of the tribe. And you are kind of a little focused in your own immediate area. <laughs> right. Until a scream from Yeva grabs your attention. This boulder 
wasn't really a boulder. Oh. It was a Yeti lying in wait who has now reached and clutched her around the throat. Oh, and man. she's like lifted off the ground and is clawing at his fingers. Initiative. I'm still rolling 24 for this? Why did I roll a natural 20 for initiative? But yeah, go ahead. Yep. So still 24? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You roll a 25 cool. for everything. Awesome. Rolls forever. Yeah, um, it does, doesn't it? 14. 14? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to have... Where's my initiative book? There it is. All right. Normally, Michael does initiative for me. Yeah. So I just realized I have to do my own initiative. <laughs> oh, no. You have to yeah, do your numbers. <laughs> I know. Yes. We're going to get a 14. And I'll put the other two in. Oh, okay. They also go in at 14, so all of you are going at 14. <laughs> okay. So, you turn, and Sebu turns, just in time to see the Yeti with her in the air, and he's going to try and gut her. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be left alone with him. Ooh. Okay, well, both hit. Six plus ten. And I, she was point. Okay, yeah, he has her by the neck yeah. and just snaps it just right in front of you as his, his fingers flex for a second turn this this way her neck just crack and she goes limp and he drops her right to the ground. I do like a little gasp and then like hold like you know I'm like <laughs> but, like try to cut it off because I don't want to be heard. No sure <laughs> totally yeah and then you know it's um hang on well it sees Sebo oh. so it's it's moving to, to towards him you're okay. next. So I'm technically stealthish right now because he doesn't see me. So he seems not to be going for you, right? Anyway. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's all it's good. <laughs> um. So he's walking towards Zebu right now. Yep. Okay. Is he going fast, like lumbering? Oh no, like... he's going to where like boom, boom, oh, okay. like he's going right. for him. Yeah. Okay. What's Zebu doing? Zebu <laughs> is moving yeah. to the like like just to the edge of the boulder and is clearly going to fire and 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 arrow and then maybe step behind it. He's looking to, like to use the boulder to put it between right. him and the and the yeti. The boulder closest to me is like right in front of me. <laughs> Can I like Rawr. notice if it's uh like boulder or something else? Well, that one looked exactly like a boulder. Yeah. So, I mean, you could you could like, you know, like you could like tap it if you want to. <laughs> I'm gonna run up and just like give it a little like, you like, little I mean, thump thump. I mean, you know? as you, as you're looking at it now, you can notice why that wasn't a boulder. Yeah. Like you can see details in his in his feet that you thought were a cracks in a boulder. Right. Clearly now the blue grayish area and that's of his feet. That's not going on in front of the rock. No, me. it's okay. not. Yeah, you you All can right. see the difference now. Okay, so I'm gonna try and take like a shot at him, but then nice. like as soon as I take the shot, I get back behind the boulder. Oh yeah, sure. So totally. then it looks like nothing happened. He just totally. got hit with a you know arrow. So you're gonna move to like yeah. here and then duck behind. Yeah. Okay. After I take my shot. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Roll to hit. Okay. Here we go. And what arrow are you using, by the way? Just like. It can summon normal arrows, sleep arrows, flare arrows. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'll try a sleep arrow just to see if I can get him to like probably not conk him out, but I mean you know, I'll try. Smart try. <laughs> so to hit, I add. What do I? Oh, that plus a where we're, so let me, let me see your bow. Let's figure this out real quick. Yeah, actually. I just have it right there. That's okay. Yeah. All right, so your dex is plus three. So we're gonna yeah. take plus three. You went with the bow style, right? Archery, so yeah. that's another plus two, so that's plus five, And plus then I didn't one. grab a feet because I didn't know what one to grab. Because like for fourth level, I didn't grab a feet yet, so I'm kind of oh, like, yeah. You know what, let's pause for okay. a second and handle that. <laughs> yeah. I would suggest. Because you suggested that one and I didn't what, I didn't know which one you were suggesting. And I was like, eh, I'm gonna See leave here. it. And then I totally forgot about it until just now. <laughs> well, you well, first of all, you get the luck feet. Yeah. As part of your character build. Oh. So let's add that first. Okay. You, have the, you, cool. you, you have the luck feet, the way that that I'm... works. Okay, lucky. You have inexplicable luck that seems to kick in at just the right moment. You have three luck points. Whenever you make an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, you can spend one luck point to roll an additional d20. You can choose to spend one of your luck points after you roll the die, but before the outcome is determined. You choose which of the d20s is used for the attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. In this one instance, you can switch your dice. Okay. Okay, in this one instance, you can right. choose which one if you're using your <laughs> luck roll, okay? The one time only. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. So you get three of those uh, per long rest. Okay, long rest. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. And then the other one that you were talking about? Now, the other one I was yeah. thinking of, and you, and you can pick whatever you want, but... Cool. So sharpshooter, you've mastered ranged weapons and can make shots that others find impossible. You gain the following benefits. Attacking at long range does not impose disadvantage on your ranged attack rolls, which is huge. Your ranged weapon, 
your ranged weapon attacks ignore half cover or three quarters cover. Full cover, you don't get a beat on them. But right. like if someone's head is popping up, they would normally have three fourths a cover, boom. It's like they're exposed in, in, cool. in the open for you. Right. And before you make an attack with a ranged weapon, this is the biggest one. Uh -huh. be, before you make an attack with a ranged weapon that you are proficient with, you can choose to, to take a negative five penalty to hit. If you do hit, plus 10 damage. Oh, okay, I read that, okay. All right, mm -hmm. cool. And that is doubleable, by the way. So if you were to roll uh, within your crit range, okay, if you mm -hmm. rolled 20 to 24, right. that would double that plus 10. Woo. So it's a devastating attack. Okay, so favorite enemy you have, natural explorer you already have, correct? Okay. Yeah, I have those. Fighting style you have. Do you yeah. have natural lore? I didn't oh. think so. Okay. At second level, your knowledge of herbalism allows okay. you to gather medicinal oh, yeah, yeah. herbs while foraging. Okay. During a short rest, you can create a number of non-magical herbal salves equal to your wisdom modifier. These salves must be applied within 24 hours of their creation or they lose their potency. Application of herbal salves takes one minute. At second level, so this is something you have to do during a rest. You can't just like apply this in combat, right? <laughs> I make salves. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I take salves and I dodge <laughs> arrows. At second level, your herbal salves can be used to replicate the effects of a cure wound spell when applied to a creature. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> At ninth level, your salves can be used to replicate the effects of a lesser restoration spell, which is very just nifty. Just better. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's gonna love me. Mm -hmm. uh, now, you also have Scout's Instinct. At okay. third level, your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make with any two of the following skills. Okay. Investigation, nature, perception, stealth, or survival. We're, we're, uh, we're uh, building her an alternate ranger, mm -hmm. one that does not use spells. And she is with a three-person, now two-person two team, <laughs> who has been tasked with uh, killing a, a yeti and bringing back its fur, and that's the last task of the Guardians. Well, Sebu can't die, otherwise it's a typical cause Right, exactly, exactly. So we well, know Sebu's going to live one way or the, the other. She snap to the neck. Um, oh, yeah. So they basically, uh, they uh, tracked him to this. She was the one that liked me, so, you know. <laughs> exactly. And then the party's just going to hate me. <laughs> yeah. I don't like rangers. Okay, kill yeah. on sight. I don't like elves. They can eat somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to work great. <laughs>
at Cebu. Okay. So yep. I'm gonna take my shot now. Here we go. <gasps> Twenty-one. Nice. Plus that, the six. So you. So that's a. That's a critical. And then, so since Cebu hit it first, do I get to do my colossal? Oh yeah, because it's it's yes. it's like whenever it's damaged, right? Yeah. Yeah. So five and then one. One and so then six. five and one and then you double and then your bonus to do damage. So that's plus twelve. Six plus twelve. Seventeen. Nice. So <laughs> you, want me on your you <laughs> deep so his arrow sunk six deep into its left. Yeah. Six was eighteen. Yes, it is. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait. Euro yeah. six deep in six. Yes, it is. Euro six. His arrow six deep into the Yeti's left shoulder. It continues to charge forward. Yours, boom, strikes him right in the back thigh. He turns and growls at you. But I jump behind the rock. Right. <laughs> right. Happens. And he keeps going straight towards Sebu. Oh, okay, good. So he just. I mean, charges. not good, but like better. Sebu moves behind this rock here. <laughs> he charges up and tries to take a swing at him. He has a 10-foot reach, by the way. Oh. He's a larger creature. Okay, well, don't kill him. I know him. Oh. No! He hit, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see what happens. And then I'm the lone one. Okay, so he runs up and goes for Sebu's neck. Sebu kind of rolls with it, but claws dig deep into his chest and tear out a chunk of elf flesh. You hear this crackling as his flesh freezes where the claws hit. So they seem to like freeze his flesh and you see this blue, you know, the very clear sign of being frostbit around the wound. Sebu well, I don't want to get yells and stumbles back and is almost like on the ground, but he's got his and he, and he has like, he, he's dropped his bow, he has a short sword out, and that's okay. where he is right now. Maybe that's why he was such a dick to us, he's in pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he gets for being an elf. <laughs> it's my turn again? Mm-hmm, yes it is. Okay, well, jumping back on top of my boulder, and we're gonna go for another one. Throw me an athletics to jump on top of the oh, boulder. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> 18 plus three. Nice little jump up, alighting perfectly on the on the in front. You just slide down the snow just a little bit until you're at the point of it. All perfectly this balanced. It's like sniper shooting <laughs> with the bow. All right, so longbow shot again. Michael, did you bang your head? It, no, I don't think so. Oh, oh, it's just it's, 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 it's just the tag of your hat. Okay. I thought it looked like a bandage. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. Okay. That's a problem with dice, no. so there's always a chance. Oh, a critical, critical fail. fail. So you jump up on the lip of it, you <laughs> slide so down just perfectly, you line up your shot, and you go just a few inches too much and tumble off the front of the boulder <laughs> face first into the snow and unfortunately lose your turn this round. You As you're pulling yourself, your face up out of, right. the, out of the snow and shaking the snow out of your face, yeah. you hear a scream. Oh, I tried to help. That was really lucky. As the thing comes down onto Sebu, Sebu rolls a natural 20. Yay! And drives his short sword deep into its chest. Kill it. Oh, for a large amount of damage. Blood splashes onto him. Blood that's the equivalent of anti-afree. So you see steam rise up from the snow uh, around him and coughing and sputtering from Sebu as the creature stumbles back with its hands wrapped around the hilt of the short sword well, with one hand wrapped around the hilt of the short sword. So he stumbled is- Stumbled backwards? Stumbled backwards and okay. also is not taking an action this turn. Okay. Nice job, Sebu. Way to save your own life and keep the, and keep the, con the continuity of my story. <laughs> because I obviously can't. Um, just gonna keep doing this until he dies. There you go. <laughs> 17 plus- Plus six, that'll six, hit. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So two and one. So how much damage is that total? So three plus six. Three plus six is nine. Yeah. Plus six. No, right? no, that was the plus six right there. Oh, right. oh, you rolled three and you added, yeah. sorry, dirt. Yeah. Okay, so boom, it goes right into like his upper right shoulder and you see him like kind of twitch and look back at you, but he still seems focused on Sebu. Okay. But he's looking bad. There's blood, his, his whole right arm now is kind of slumped right. down. So he looks hurt. Right. But he also looks enraged. Yeah. All right, Sebu is up onto his feet, and he okay. also sees that it's hurt, and he goes to, to put one right into its chest. It is wounded. He sits it like right about here, just uh -huh. missing the heart, and the thing is now fully over. Its eyes are kind of wild and 
unfocused, there's blood coming from its mouth, but it has not stopped. It's still going for Cebu. So is it Yeti's turn or Magic's turn? Oh no, it's uh, the Yeti's turn. It's going to okay. charge him. And misses. It oh, swings clumsily and just goes over Cebu's head as he ducks down underneath right. and goes to grab his sword. And stuff, so, you know. Yep. <laughs> Okay. This is so sad. <laughs> this poor Yeti's dying angry and sad and cold and afraid. Yep. He snapped my best Hunt, friend. Hunted to death by wait, the L. You, you did walk in just after it popped out of being a fake boulder and snapped her friend's neck in one hand. So, you I know. I just watched that happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was hungry. Exactly. <laughs> I'm down, I'm down, Elvis. He dropped it after he, he killed her. She didn't like take a munchie, you know? That's, like That's true. He didn't just, just go right and eating her. He went no, to go he kill the next one. No, he just snapped it and was like, fine. Yep, he's got a store for the winner. Yeah. Just like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so, planning one in him again because it's time for him to go down. There you go. <laughs> okay, 15 no. plus... 15 plus 6 will hit. Yeah. 3, three 6 plus 6, 12. Perfect. <laughs> so you just, boom, right in the back of his head right at the base of the spine. You just see it stumble for a sec, collapse to its knees, and fall down, dead. And then victory thing. <laughs> <laughs> you run over to Yeva, right. she is dead. Like dead, dead. Straight out dead. Her neck is snapped, her head is still at this weird angle, and her right. eyes are wide open. I'm gonna like place her out flat, close her eyes, kind of do like a little prairie thing, you know, kind of thing mm -hmm. going on, because you know. Sebo kind of walks died. over and is quiet as well. Right. I mean, you guys don't like each is other. Is he okay? Is he like limping over? How are we doing? He's we hurt. Okay. He's hurt, but he's okay. He's I mean, a traditionalist. Yeah. He understands what has happened. He certainly respects the sacrifice. Right. So you guys say a few words and right. and then you know and then skin the thing. I would imagine, right? Yeah. All right. You spend about half an hour taking its horns and taking its hide. It's, it's part of the thing. She has to bring it back <laughs> to the species hunted to extinction. I know. Once again, by the elves. <laughs> I gotta do what I gotta do. So, you take its horn and its hide. You. Uh, you basically you faction a makeshift. <laughs> you faction Torvik does. <laughs> you fashion a makeshift uh, skiff, I guess, like when it's two poles and like a tarp in the middle, and you drag someone because you got to bring the body back. Right. Yeah. So you guys faction a, a, a makeshift I'm litter or whatever. Words. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys take the body back to right. the camp. Obviously, this puts a damper yeah. on uh, your Solemn ceremony, but. Uh, you are met by Hagent and Ademiel and some of and some of the elders, and they take the body in. There are some quiet words said. Uh, everyone's pretty down about this, but this mm -hmm. happens. I mean, Yetis are very, very dangerous. This is right. why you guys hunt them, and sometimes the test leads to a few losses. They go through the whole ceremony, and you guys are officially indoctrinated as guardians of the Ironwood and given your bows, or you are allowed to keep your bows. Right. Now, <laughs> the bows aren't given to one person individually. Yeah. The bows are used by several people. So you'd literally mm -hmm. show up, get your bow, go out mm -hmm. on assignment, and come back. Right. A couple of the elite people have their bows all the time. Mm -hmm. Automule's one of them. Right. You're one of the training crew that right. all shares the same <laughs> bow. So this okay. is the one that's like for yours and like three other people. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, then six months later, um, you have been a guardian for a while. You've been on missions. You've mm -hmm. helped keep the... Or safe. You've made sure right. that you know people Doing stick to them. <laughs> Basically, you know the young ones, the early guardians, stick to the road. Mm -hmm. There are two roads at the north and south. You patrol the north, mm -hmm. and then others patrol the south. And you basically just spend that time going up and down the tree line, watching that road. And if, and if a caravan or a merchant so much as steps into the ironwood, you're on them. You know to politely the remind them that you need to go back. <laughs> we got the trade right. for a whole hour. And Sebu, <laughs> we got all the way to that fucking grove. Sebu watched you that whole hour. Anything. That whole hour when you stepped in, Sebu watched you, but he knew something was different, so he waited. But he watched no, you the Adam entire Adam. time. Seven. Oh wait, what did I say? You said Sebu. Ademil, yeah. sorry. Ademil would not have, sorry, Sebu would not have waited. Sebu would have put arrows in you right hunting. away. I thought we stumbled upon him. No, no, no he no. stepped out. He stepped out. When uh, you when confronted the bear. Plus he's wearing that mask. And the mask allows him to see magic, and you guys glowed very heavily as magical, and he was like, mm, that's suspicious. <laughs> so he waited. And he had seen that before, because she got her powers before he did. And the only reason why he never met her is because Hagent and Ademiel told her to stay put and stay hidden. 
that she was not to be seen by you, that she was not allowed to interact with them. And while she didn't fully understand, she respects them and listened. So do what you need to do. <laughs> you've been training a one-on-one -on -one with Ademiel pretty much throughout this entire experience, but now you're kind of assigned to him as if you are the rookie cop. This is the same day, by the way, that you guys stepped into the tower. So the same day you guys entered the union, she went to River Run with Ademiel. You're on the hunt for Cebu. Cebu has left, has stolen a guardian bow along with three jars of this dried blue dirt. And you only roughly know about what this is used for. You've seen Hagen to use it in ceremonies before, but it's also, once you understand, if you put this mud upon a spell caster and you have them use their magic while it's on them, the mud gets charged with their individual signature of magic. Once that's been done, and scraped off and you collect all the mud into a jar. Once that's been done, they can go to the root of one of the ironwood trees and drain water from it. If they put that water into a pool, line it with secret stones and sprinkle the mud into the middle of it, it'll show an area of wherever that person is in the world. And that's what they've been using to track these guys. Yeah. Now, as far now they did it because Hagen smart, and she was like, well, if there's, we, we, we don't want to interfere, mm -hmm. but if there are four people who are going to be new gods, it's probably a good idea, especially if one of them, you know, well, let's see, if there are five people who are going to be new gods, and if one of them is attached to Sephora, who she's been told is going to burn her whole forest down, she'd like to know where they are. No! Yeah, that's what <laughs> she's been told. Now, well, no. if it has to happen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm going to support Para over the elves. That's for damn sure. Yes, no, I understand that. I'm just saying that that's what they've been told. So they wanted to know where you guys were. So they covered them with this mud. They kind of tricked them into, yeah. you know, because they didn't know that they were going to be tracked after <laughs> on this. It's the magic. <laughs> so you know that Sebu stole those jars, though. Mm -hmm. He stole the three jars with the mud with them in it. Well, with the mud that would track them. <laughs> right. And left with that oh. and a bow. And you have tracked him through conversations about people who had seen him and where he'd gone. You have tracked him down to River Run and are looking for him now. So, so those three jars would have been uh, from Para, Fryman, and myself. Correct. Just the spellcaster. Well, Para, for, no, because. Yeah, because it was the three yeah. of us that were in that room that were like. Yes, you're right, because the, because the dwarf, well, even though the dwarf's a spellcaster, it's a whole different thing. So right. He wasn't in there. We just took him to a yep. tree. Correct. Yeah. So, I was asleep. Right. Well, also, you're not, you're not a spellcaster, so it wouldn't have worked. Maybe so, one day. No. No. Yeah, no. No. Wait, no. 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 First of all, the sorcerer. First of all, first of all, no multi-classic. I cast command. No. 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 No multi-classic. You just struck yourself with No multi-classic. Fireball. No. That would be great. There was a story about this guy who only played dumb ogres. Right, well, I'm mean, sorry, uh, you know, uh, no, dumb half No, that's the story I told you. But the guy runs in, that you someone that wrote one? this story for I thought, some reason. I, I thought I, I read up, that. I said, you know what would be the funniest rogue, because I was complaining about Doro about right. something, I said, the funniest rogue would be a half-orc rogue. Right. Because right. I could see it as like a learning little montage you'd see on a commercial or something where he's standing in the foreground addressing the audience, and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to pick pockets. Right. <laughs> and he's like in a tavern, right? And people are just not even paying attention or whatever, and he just goes over to a guy and just pounds <laughs> it right in the head. The guy falls over, and he just takes his money, and he says... That's how you pick pockets. Right. And like it's a whole series right. about how he's he a was, rogue. He was this is how you pick locks. He, was he just, just punches yeah. the door in. He was going to charge into a room and just like have a big a club and just hit someone in the face with it and go, sneak attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how you hide. And he knocks everyone out. Right. No one can see me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> invisible. Yeah. It's like, that would be awesome. That would be would the best that. character. I would yeah, love yeah. that character. And it was him. He'd be like, Fireball, they would like throw like a barrel of ale at you and then light you with a torch. <laughs>
on the banks of the flow that cuts to the heart of the ironwood. There's a road to it from the north and a road to it from the south, and all the trade in the area is done there, whether in raw material, although they very, very rarely sell lumber. The wild elves usually just sell complete things. The only time they will sell lumber is if they sell it to uh, countries to rebuild their official ships, because some ships have ironwood, they occasionally need maintenance just like any anything else, so they will sell them lumber for those ships. Otherwise, everything's sold as is. You can buy an uh, ironwood spear, mm -hmm. but you can't so much buy an ironwood log, right. which no one would be able to do anything with anyway. I mean, mm -hmm. for the most part, when they, even when they sell things to fix ships, there will be wild elf shipbuilders who, you know, th people who have decided to leave the ironwood or are trusted or just sent there for a few years to watch right. how the wood's used because no one knows how to work the wood. Mm -hmm. In order to work iron ironwood, you have to get sap from the ironwood tree, boil it down, treat it very especially, then apply that sap to the wood, which allows it to be pliable like normal wood mm -hmm. until it hardens, it, it dries again, then boom, hardens like steel. So if you don't know how to work it, it's incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. So you guys are in this town. It, it also serves as a kind of a liaison between the wild elves and anyone who wants to speak to the wild elves because you can't go to them or they will shoot you <laughs> nope. and then usher you out of their woods. So this is the place you can actually come and talk to some, you know, a liaison face to face and try mm -hmm. and negotiate or get some answers or whatever. And you guys are here looking for separate. You have been told that Sebu is meeting a human contact in the city and have trailed him to the Grand Market. River Run is split into three sections. Half of the city lies on the southern bank, while the central island joining both sides of the flow is comprised mainly of official buildings for government, trade, and diplomacy. The north bank has the massive ironwood dome that encloses the Grand Bazaar, allowing to operate in the dead of the brutal northern winters. It's this huge wooden dome, very intricately carved, obviously a way for them to show off the wonders <laughs> of ironwood, right? And inside is a constant market that mm -hmm. runs morning to night and sometimes later, every single day, where you can buy ironwood trinkets, ironwood weapons, and then a variety of other things from right. the ironwood. It's a very, very rich forest, so there's pelts and furs and, you know, exotic pets, whatever you want, basically. Yeah, like <laughs> Actually, no, there, would, there is a young yeti, like, in a large cage, kind of on display for everyone. You know, kind That's of a reminder. Cool. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it isn't. It isn't really salty. cool. <laughs> the people of River Run are a little different than the people. I mean, even the elves who live here have taken on more of an urban feel. Putting a creature in a cage is an odd thing mm -hmm. for an elf to do regardless. But here one is. Right. And it's a way that people control their fears, especially the human and other populations of this area. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So we're like, just to like glare at the shop. Yeah, yeah her, just kind of like yep. give him an eye. Like, my eyes on, you don't I'm know what here. I've been through. <laughs> uh, roll investigation. Okay. Uh, Thirteen. Okay. Autumn Mill spots him first, so you guys are kind of like at the edge of the market. You're kind of looking around, and Autumn taps you, points, right. and there's Sebu. He's got a cloak up, and he's got obviously his bows and everything hidden on. Underneath this very wide a cloak, and he's kind of moving around the bazaar, looking left to right. Mm -hmm. I want you to roll three perception rolls to see how well you track him. Okay. Nineteen plus six. Nice. So. Well within your sight. So you're basically like there's a stall, and then right. so you like lose him for a second, and boom, got eyes at him. You're kind of like trying to be cool because <laughs> yeah. you know so cool. he will absolutely recognize you. So you've got your right. cloak kind of up, and yeah. you're being cautious here. You right. know. 15 plus 6. Mm -hmm. So far, so good. And then 17 plus 6. All right. So you have tracked him the entire entire prince, dead even with him. At the very end, he turns to look your way. You step back for a, a second. Oh, what a fascinating <laughs> bracelet. Oh, this is just... Mm -hmm. And you see him step into a tavern. Automil rounds around on the other side at the same time and nods to you. Mm -hmm. And you guys begin to approach it. It is a tavern. It mm -hmm. is uh, on the edge of the forest, like right as the civilization began, so the back of it almost pressed up right against the trees. Mm -hmm. It is called Jack's. And uh, you can kind of see through the front windows. Jack's is a dimly lit tavern with a roaring fire that fills the room with a thick perfume of burning pine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
You better kill this bitch, by the way. <laughs> you fucking hate him. You guys do. You this hate Simmons so much. Yeah, that guy's a total dick. If we, if we even, like, went to great lengths to be nice to the you guy. You tried very hard We're not like, to kill him. We should all just be on the same team, you douche. Right, and he's he was like, like no, because you're dumb. I hate you. <laughs> yep, that's pretty exactly well, it's okay, because he told you he was going to kill you next time Sully too. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. we can have a, like, battle royale and see who wins. It's certainly try. <laughs> I'm glad we're getting to see River Run. We always wanted to go. I know. I'm excited about this too. <laughs> we never got it was, to. It was actually one of my favorite things. Like, oh, I can finally show everyone what River Run looks like. It'd be perfect. Okay. And Sembu hates Automil with a passion. Right. He he didn't like you, yeah. but he hates Automil. Right. So Automil's worried that he'd notice him from like a distance. Oh, so yeah. he says, "Go in there, watch him, but take no action. He is very dangerous." Don't engage. And don't engage. Just keep an eye on him. Right. And he's gonna go around to the window and peek in through there and keep an eye on both of you. Yeah. So, well, first of all, roll me a disguise, which would be what Oof. in the new rules? Deception? Deception, yes, deception. roll me a deception. This is gonna go bad. Six. Plus? <laughs> Nothing. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so you pull your cloak over, yeah. but your right ear is <laughs> sticking right out. Now, you don't see it, unfortunately, but it's sticking right out there. Right. And you enter the bar. The bar is relatively busy. Yeah. Uh, there's a good amount of people, so it's not too bad. And you can see Sebu basically sitting at the bar right around here. Mm -hmm. and it kind of gives you partial blocking because at the corner of that bar is this giant wooden carved ironwood thing. And ironwood is a natural green tint, like a bluish green tint to the wood. Uh -huh. There's all these intricate leaves coming off. It, look, it looks like a giant vine that is reaching up and then wrapping around to hold up the ceiling. Oh, what was the name of the bar? Jack's. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so there's like just tables like scattered mm -hmm. about? Yeah, people, okay. bartenders moving about. I'm gonna <laughs> just try and like casually get over to a, like, a table, but like try and sit with maybe like other people if I can just to not look like I'm the lone kid. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. I would like you to then, uh, so I want you to roll stealth, first okay. of all, to move to the bar. Yeah, right, yeah, the sex is something you have, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Okay, eight plus five, so yeah. thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, so you can, you know, you very, you know, you don't attract a lot of attention. You quietly go to your bar. Fortunately, it's your left ear, yeah. so it's not facing <laughs> towards him. <laughs> and God. there's a couple tables. Yeah. Uh, one table is all elves. Looks, it looks, it looks like high elves from how they're addressed, the way they're sitting, and what they're drinking. Uh, there's one table with dwarves, which is uh -huh. a little, which is a little, which is a little odd. The rest are mainly humans. There's an occasional halfling or whatever, but uh -huh. mostly just humans in this bar. This is kind of the bar where you would come as a human to get mm -hmm. the wild off experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the tourist ooh, attraction. Ooh, there's a vine. Ooh, it's so Turn wild elf. Take a picture of yeah. a statue. It's the same kind of thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a tree. Yeah. What are the high elves talking about? Okay, uh, I want you to roll a perception. <laughs> Lying, cheating, <laughs> stealing, <laughs> taking everybody's shit. Take your races everywhere else. <laughs> uh, 17. Oh, the humans have given up much of their gold. Yes, they perhaps they shall give up more if we can trick them into giving I some more of their gold. Oh, oh, I stole the first bone this morning. <laughs> I'm not sitting with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Uh, first board. What are they, gypsies? <laughs> We're all a band of gypsies. <laughs> Gypsy high elves. <laughs> The, can I find like a table with humans that are talking about like casual things and just try to slip into like conversation and yeah. be like, Roll me ah. another perception Okay, because I'm not sitting with those kids. Uh, 12. Yeah, you hear some humans who are like, clearly they're merchants, mm -hmm. and this is the first time they've been to River Run. The first time right. they've gone through the Ironwood. They're from the north and they're actually from a town near the bluffs and they've taken an entire wagon full of ore all the way across the bluffs, all the way down into River Run. And this is mm -hmm. the first time it's a uh, father, two of his sons, and then I guess another hired hand, maybe a cousin, because they all seem very familiar with each other. Right take up like the tour guide kind of, I guess, approach and kind of sit down and be like, ah, first time in River Run. First know? time in the <laughs> Iron, in the Iron, yeah. in the Iron Wood. I am What do you think of it all? <laughs> like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're all relative. Like, oh yeah, this is our first time. These are my sons. Yeah, George. Ah! <laughs> and Carl. George and Carl. These are my sons, George and Carl. My name is 
Brett. Jeffrey. <laughs> there was Jeffrey. These are my sons, George and Carl. And this is my cousin, <laughs> Brett. <laughs> Getting them all in. Yeah. All right. Oh, hi. So, hello. 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 And uh, I'm going to introduce myself as something else. Oh. Yeah, because. Which is, that's what? That's what? That's uh, what? Name. That's what? Huh? Yeah, I really like that's this. Fine. I can turn, <laughs> it, I can turn <laughs> it around finally. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get myself in trouble with this. But, uh. Elfina? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Hi, I'm. <laughs> Elfina. <laughs> oh, wow, that must be a family name. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Goes back rather far. <laughs> so, that what? Sounds so authentic. I know, it sounds so real. I feel like I'm having the true Iron experience. An elf and nearby pukes on the floor. The house, I'm like, ugh! <laughs> so, he, he basically, like most traveling salesmen, yeah. he just launch, you know, says, oh, how are you? And then launches a little bit into his pitch. They right. have this ore that they've pulled up from the iron, um, sorry, from the bluffs. And it's, it's all very nice silver ore. Mm -hmm. And they're just kind of getting, basically they're trying to cut the middleman out because normally people would get the ore, mm -hmm. sell it to a resaler who has caravans, you know, established, would then bring it all the way down themselves and they would get a percentage. They are trying to cut out the middleman right. and take it directly here. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty excited about their first trip. Right. But he turns to you and he kind of like looks to the left and right and he's like, we found something else though. And he pulls out, a pink stone, and as soon as he pulls Wait, it out, I know what this is. no. But as soon as he pulls it out, it begins to glow brightly, and everyone turns to look at this brightly glowing stone, including Sebu. So I would like a deception roll for okay. you to remain hidden, please. Uh, I wish those things would show up weirdly. Why I can't know. it be still? One did. <laughs> one of her crew stole one. It was in his backstory. None of you paid attention, and it only came to light because you got lucky. So I do throw them in. You just don't look for them. Oh, 19. Nice. So <laughs> you see the stone a glowing. Kind of turn your head real quick. Feel your ear exposed quickly bring the hood down Fixed over it <laughs> and just kind of turn to the side. You see Cebu glare back, look at the stone, glare more and turn back. Just like, you know, humans, uh, just ignore magic. them. Yep. I hate magic. They, she doesn't seem no to know. They quickly is. put the stone back. Yeah. And it's like, it's been, it's been glowing faintly ever since we entered the woods, but I've never seen anything like that. Uh, that is strange indeed. <laughs> just like mm. no, that's okay. You're right. you're as surprised by it as yeah. everyone else. That's yeah, perfectly like kind of valid. taking like a back, you know, kind of like uh, perception. But, perception. Okay, I'm good at this. You are good at perception. Twenty-two. Nice. So Plus you're six. a little startled by this. You're yeah. not quite sure what to make of it. Mm -hmm. As you are kind of leaning back and trying to think for a sec, your eyes kind of drift, and you notice enter two humans walk around the bar. So basically, come in, walk through the main area walk around the bar, you see one of them nod at Cebu, who returns the nod, and then they vanish into that area there. Not vanish, they step through a door. It's not like ta-da, no, they, they step through a doorway and are out of, and are out of the main bar. Uh, he returns to his drink. He's mm -hmm. drinking a glass of water, now that right. you notice. Finishes it, and about a minute later, gets up and starts moving towards that door too. Your eyes go to the window where Ademiel is mm -hmm. and he kind of nods and makes a motion like he's gonna go around and pick right. a different window yeah. and try and find where they are yeah. and nods for you to follow. First I'm gonna try and see if I can get the secret or the stone from them maybe. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so I'm gonna be like, you know, that's real strange, but you know, maybe I could take it from you and I could figure out what it is and I could get back to you on it. Right. And, you know, well, kinda... you know, we are looking to sell it. How much are we talking here? Kind of looks at his sons and he's like, 20 gold? Official right. ironwood currency. <laughs> Actually, you know what? There is official ironwood so currency. Like well, every, <laughs> you know, every city. No. <laughs> Different colors. <laughs> what would it be for the ironwood? Come on. Acorns. Wooden coins. Wooden coins, yeah. Because they'd be like steel. <laughs> so it's wooden coins. Now, they're officially under Brennus. So officially, they should be using the Bernoulliant coin which they don't use. Now, it's used in River Run because there's like kind of an, you know, an exchange back and forth, but for the most part, the Wild Elves use their own money, which is another thing they do, that which really fucking annoys the, the kingdom of Brennus, but what are they gonna do? They've tried to go into the Ironwood before. That went very badly, and they well, haven't gone back since. Well, just start the cottage industry of like the uh, you know exchange program, yeah. and you make some money off. That's it, what they know? do in River Run. Right. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just so like uh, he says twenty. He says twenty gold. 
I'm just gonna yeah. just you kind of you really don't have a lot of time to negotiate. Because I don't want to with this right now. I have yeah. other things to be. So he know. hands you a gem that's roughly like if you had your hand open like this, you'd be mm -hmm. able to hold it like that. Nice. Right, and that mm -hmm. instantly gets put away. <laughs> yeah, and when you hold it by the so by the way, as soon as you yeah, your hands too. touch it, it <laughs> vibrates right. with power and glows even brighter. And they kind of look at each other a little oddly because they recognize it too, and you quickly shove it away, but it clearly is reacting to you. Right. No, it's just elf stone. <laughs> yeah, elf stone. Yeah. Elf stone, it detects elves. So. <laughs> just kind of like, just stash it real quick and You guys be wish like... you had an elf stone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you put it real fast into your bag yeah. and then? And I'm just gonna make, make it like I have, like I just suddenly remember something, I'm gonna be like, oh, I forgot I was meeting someone. Oh, and like, so you nice know, to meet yeah, you. right. And then like, like they all up. wait. They all wait. One of the sons like opens up a book like real, real fast. He's like, "Flale Takali," and he's like, really. He tried to say, you know, you know, may health be with you. Right. And he actually said, "Health bring you to a river and drown you." And you understand what he was trying <laughs> right. to say, but it was like, "Yeah, thanks, kid." I just yeah. kind of like did the proper response and was kind of just like. Eh. And he looks very, very happy. Yeah, you know, very, I just, very. I'm like, came to him. I'm like, "Oh, welcome the river and have a great time." Yeah, <laughs> So the people at like the bar, are they looking at this door? That they no, 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 no. I mean, people have gone in and out of that. Right. So that oh, so seems, it's just free to, okay. it seems to be at least publicly accessible. Right. Okay. Well, I'm just going to casually open this door, walk right. the door and open it. So you're going to walk over to the door and open it. A smaller room with two doors leading out. You're assuming that one goes just out the back. Right. And then there's another one there uh -huh. that you caught a glimpse of that hallway as you were walking up. Right. So I'm going to go through that door because I assume they went to something to do over here because you open the probably... door and it's an empty hallway mm -hmm. like no doors no there's four okay. doors sorry there's right. four doors and a window okay. but there's no one in this hallway okay or anything else or, any, or anything Apparently. else yeah there's it's not a rug well there's a rug block. and some torches and maybe oh, like so a box so empty, really. <laughs> empty. Just a hallway. there's a hallway <laughs> and void of people that also has some shit in it okay <laughs> right it doesn't have to be a hallway because it has people in it Okay, you know what? <laughs> You're not there. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I like walk up to doors and hear like listen for voices? Absolutely. I okay. want you to roll perception. Okay. Is that a four? Mm-hmm. Uh, ten. Okay. You takes you about a minute, and you're listening to all the doors. You can definitely hear noise, obviously, from these doors yeah. here. You can hear a little bit of noise. You think from this one and voices from this one, but you're not sure. After a second, Ademil kind of ducks around this corner, peeks in through the window, and does this. And Show so he's- That one? Mm-hmm, exactly. And then okay. vanishes back around the corner. Okay, waltz up to that door and try and listen a little harder. Roll <laughs> perception. Okay, I'm gonna get smacked in the face of the door. 14 plus six, so 20. 20. Okay. You can hear this. Okay. You're listening to people talk. And as mm -hmm. you're listening, you're gathering the names of the other two humans. One of them is named Tiago Reese or Tiago, because they probably wouldn't be Tiago Reese. Hello, Aram Bartian. Tiago Reese. How are you today? I have problems with how you have been conducting this, Tiago Reese. <laughs> one of them is named Tiago, and one of them is named LaFleur. Uh, fucking kill <laughs> Yeah, die. <laughs> no, uh, don't kill him. He has a lot of ways to go. Oh, that's true. true. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you on no, dry land, no. Baron? This yeah. happened exactly... Well, he's at a place where there's a port where there's a really, really wide river. This round, you are listening and you hear the one named LaFleur thanking Cebu for joining him and his compatriot, which he introduces as Tiago Reese. So he would say the whole name at that point. Uh, he explains... I'm sorry, LaFleur ex ex explains that he requires more of the mud after losing a ship in Ani. Cebu removes three small jars from his cloak, all roughly two-thirds full of sparkling blue dirt, and places them on the table. Baron Lafleur responds in kind by adding a velvet bag the size of an apple, so filled with platinum that a few coins tumble out of the top. I gather all this from listening because I'm. Well, I guess you can. No, there's a keyhole. So she's listening and oh, she's looking for okay. a keyhole. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, but, I'm gathering. I know a lot. that is exactly <laughs> 78 platinum. Yeah. No, I got Scotchadoro in me. Sorry, there is a, the a rain, keyhole. The rain so man of hearing. You're looking and then you're looking and you're listening. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Keep listening. Keep listening. Okay. Uh, roll again, please. Okay. Uh, 
16. Nice. Okay, as they're going through this, Tiago stands up and suggests that the mud hardly matters, as it only allows them to know the player's general location. Oh, they're in the city of Ani, are they? It's a rather vague, mystical bowl you've, you have there. Cebu tells them that it's because the water they use is not pure enough. Because what they've been doing right. is they've just been using water mm -hmm. and adding seeker stones to it and going with that. He says to pinpoint where someone is, you have to go to the root of an ironwood tree, take the water directly from it, form a pool at the base of it, and sprinkle the mud in there. Mm -hmm. So on, on the go, they can get a general idea right. if they do it from a boat or wherever, which is what they were doing. But if they really want to pinpoint someone's lo location, they have to do it from a tree. That's only Fryanese in Ogden. Was that? The only frying is in our right now. Right, but this may have been from an earlier thing. Remember, they haven't had mud for a while right. because you blew up the ship a long time ago. That's so right. that was the last ah, location they knew, right? <laughs> that's exactly. What that's yeah. what you get. Yep. That's what you get. Yep. <laughs> you want to keep listening? Your next ship. <laughs> Do you want to keep listening? Yeah. Roll me again. Okay. Oh, 23 plus 6. Barry LaFleur places a bowl of water on the table, opens a jar, and sprinkles some of the mud into it. The general will do for now, he says, as the bowl glows with a cobalt hue. Suddenly, mud and water rush upwards and solidify to form a miniature version of the Union for a few seconds before collapsing back into the bowl. The three of them kind of look at each other, surprised, and nod and begin to clean up. They, ex they exchange coins for dirt. Sebu nods curtly at them and leaves. Okay, so I'm gonna like rush down the hallway and go through that door and then I'll just go out this door that goes outside. Okay. So I, just, I, I just wanna get out, like gotcha. I wanna be seen. You hear the doorknob turn next to you. Now there are a bunch of trees and there are some like large barrels out here, right? And right. there's like a little path kind of around the side uh -huh. and then just trees everywhere all throughout all throughout this area. Okay. Yeah, I'll try and duck behind it. All right, roll me a deception. Stealth? Oh, yeah, no, stealth. That, yes. makes, that makes more yes, sense, actually. <laughs> roll me a stealth. Uh, ten. Ten. Okay, so you're hiding behind the barrels. And they're right. not done. Might not be expecting to look for anything. So yeah. you got lucky. <laughs> and you see the ones that are apparently named LaFleur and Tiago mm -hmm. leave and start walking down towards the river. Sebu doesn't come out that way. So okay. you're assuming Sebu is still in the bar. Right. Um, or at least making his way through it. Are they like not looking back or mm. are they? No, they're just walking. Yeah, okay. they don't seem to be looking anywhere. <laughs> well, she's not here for them. <laughs> I, I don't I'm know like, him. No, 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 I know that this is metagaming. Right, We're just having right. fun. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> not there so for like, them. You could just shoot him in the head. You are <laughs> here for the mud. Right. At least, well, I mean, you're here for you know, you're definitely here for Sebu. You right. want him first, but you also want him because he stole the fucking mud and a right. bow. You're going to assume yeah. he's got the bow on him, but the mud's leaving that way. Right. They have the mud, like all yep. three jars? all three jars. Oh, okay. Um, you're all like, get that fucking mud. Uh, <laughs> oh, and <laughs> good luck following us, Goldilocks, grabbing hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go like, come to the union, you bitch. <laughs> right. So let's get in Has there. Has Adamiel showed up around the corner yet at all, or... Anything from him? No, Automobile's not no. shut up around the okay. this uh, corner, so um, he must have gone this way. Right. Okay, so I'm gonna like slink up next to this window. I'll cool. sneak like. Um, These two kind of go on, right. continuing towards the boat. Okay. You sneak in and glance through here. Roll perception. Okay. 23 plus. That will do it. So you rolled a critical. You easily see him in the middle of the bar. You also spot Automobile at that window there. Okay. And he sees you two. And makes a little signal to you that we're gonna that when that when he leaves, let's take him. Okay. You, you got all the proof you need at this point. Right. Yeah. And and sad to watch the jars leave, but he's my priority. Mm -hmm. So so he's just like is he walking toward the door to yes, leave? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I'm just gonna go around that way. It's past all the windows? Yes, sneaking by each window and kind of like ducking in, yes. like as okay. I like go I want, to see that you know. <laughs> I want two stealth rolls and okay. two perception rolls. Okay, so we'll do stealth first. So fifteen mm -hmm. and uh, nine. So, so this That's one's 15. good, right? Yeah. And you get to here. Hang on, one second. Okay. Oh. Hey, you get to here, and you just there's like a there's like a couple wooden. Law, well, like like boards that are leaned up against it. They're obviously using to repair some of the shutters. You didn't yeah. quite see them, and you leaned, and then just boom, and a whole tumble and a, and a crash. 
You see Cebu look back, lock eyes with you, and bolt. Yeah. Runs right up to the <laughs> door. <laughs> Initiative. Okay. Thirteen. Okay, Cebu goes first. So you, you you see the door burst open. Yeah. Run, 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 and you hear a wait right there, and you whoop, and you hear a vip. Arrow being fired. He misses the bottom. He'll misses. No. Cebu kind of ducks out of the way right at the right time and yeah. continues to run. Ademil goes after him though. Ademil uh -huh. is just boom, there. Right. He simply is there by the time you come around blocking okay. his uh, blocking his path with a bow up. Stand down, Cebu. We have questions for you. Okay. And he's like full attention on him. Mm -hmm. You uh, basically Cebu is taking yeah. out daggers and is going right. well a short swords and is going for him. Right. Okay. You're so up. I pull out bow and like not you know kind of pull it back and like kind of thing and I go like do what he says you know kind of thing. I'm he like, doesn't see you right now. He's charging out of me. Oh okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna okay fine. Then I'm gonna hold it and I'm just gonna start like stepping forward but not saying anything because just like, waiting for yeah, him to get nose yeah. and if and if he does let right. it go. Yeah. Are you what kind of arrow are you firing? Uh the sleep one. Okay. So he continues to charge. It looks like he's gonna basically put he's gonna try and put both right. arrows right into Ademil. Ademil's waiting to fire two. Until he gets clear, he's like, no, no, do not, do not do this. <laughs> right. This will not go well for you, Seville. Right. And uh, you fire first. You, 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 you do the opportunity to fire okay, first. I you will fire higher. First. Take Please. a shot. Do I get like stealth on this or something? Because he hasn't noticed me? Or no, like... you don't have any sneak okay. attacks, non-rogue. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm just, you know, trying to go for what I can. Okay, so... From far distance, you're, hey, get out of my turf. Uh, <laughs> release your arrow plus. and a Doro appears in front of it and sneak attacks him. <laughs> 8 plus 6 is 14. Oh, right? Because you got a plus 6 with your bow, so yeah. 8 plus 6 is 14. That will hit. Okay, Roll cool. me a die 8 for damage. Yay. And he's at full health, so I can't get Yep, and one. plus 3. Plus 4, I'm sorry. Uh, 5. Okay, you purposefully kind of lead right to his right and you cut him on his arm. Okay. You don't put the arrow into him, you just cut his flesh because you know that'll be enough to get right. the toxin into yeah. him. He <laughs> rolled a two. Go so it's like, boom, and he stumbles for a second. He looks back. He's like, you, thump, out cold. Me. That's right. No. Nope. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> well, you got him quick. Right. Uh, do you tell Adamil what you saw? What, in the route? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to relay that information. Where did the others go? They walked around the building and walked off, but I couldn't follow because I had to deal with him. He grabs him and pulls him a little bit into the woods yeah and you two quickly tie him up yeah. gag him to a, a tree make sure right. he's bound take out his weapons and go sprinting after awesome. where these guys went uh, i need perception rolls okay how many just one one for right now okay uh, 15. Okay. Automil's looking and looking, but you spot them first. They okay. are about, they're basically walking onto the deck of a ship, a small two-masted ship that's right in the flow. Okay. Tap on me. <laughs> My point, you know, yeah. trying to do the thing we did earlier. Okay. Um, and then be like, should we try and, you, know. you turn to tap on Automil, yeah. and Automil is suddenly glowing. There's this weird purple and pink energy, and he starts to be he starts to fade and be translucent in certain ways. And he looks like he's in a different place, staring to someone else. And you hear him speak, and he's like, "Torvik, how?" And then he starts to fade. Uh huh. What do you do? Kind of just like, huh? like, what? like you know, kind of like, what's going on? And I'm like, Amiel, what's going on? You know? And he turns to you and he reaches out and he's, he's like, Rina, I do not. And he reaches for you. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I grab for him. Okay, cool. <laughs> you grab his arm. Yeah. You vanish. There's this weird sensation of travel, as if you know, like when you're when you're sleeping. You have a dream where you step into a hole mm -hmm. and your whole body feels like it plummets. There's right. that weird feeling of falling even though you're not falling. Yeah. Imagine that mm -hmm. for about a minute. Just this constant sensation of falling and then all of a sudden, boom, that you're at the top of a stone tower in the middle of a bright, clear, grassy field. There is an army situated in front of this tower. They have catapults and ogres and orcs and goblins and a big, huge battling ram and seem to be setting up camp about 10 miles north of where you are. You turn to the left and there is a dwarf and a very regal, dark-skinned woman staring at you at the top of this tower. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of God's Fall. 
If you want to help support the show, we have links to our Patreon account and to our official God's Fall t-shirts at godsfall.com. You can also really help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes. So thank you for listening. Happy New Year, and we will see you all next week.